Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where I am joining my my viewers with a cup of coffee. Yes. Actually, it's cappuccino. And, um, yeah, I ended up getting a cappuccino maker at the local Goodwill for fairly cheap. And um, I am enjoying it quite a bit. So, we do have news. Of course, of course we have news. It's It's Monday. There's stuff that happened over the weekend. So let's get into it. This one, um, I'm surprised we didn't hear more about this one because this is actually from April 6th. And you'd think this would be good news. Or good news? No. you think it would be big news. Not good news. Definitely not good news for these people. Okay, come on, phone. Raytheon director and his wife were killed in a plane crash along with another couple off the coast of Florida after the group went out for dinner with friends. They got into a plane to go to dinner. Oh, darn. (laughs) So, anyways, Jeff Lumpkin, 64, an associate director for Raytheon, and his wife, Patty Lumpkin, 68, uh, both of Fishers, Indiana. What were you doing in Florida? Yeah, were killed in a plane crash on Wednesday. Uh, Also, a Noblesville couple, Rick Beaver, 60, and his wife, Beth, 57, were also killed in the crash. Uh, Their plane crashed Wednesday near Venice Fishing Pier in Venice, Florida. Now, uh, is there anything suspicious about this? Well, aside from, you know, the guy runs a military-industrial complex company, uh, no, no. But uh, let's see if there is anything fishy in here. Two couples from Indiana were killed when their plane crashed off the coast of Venice, Florida, after they flew in to have dinner with friends. The single-engine plane crashed near Venice Fishing Pier. Of course, you're regurgitating all the same garbage that you put at your speaking points at the beginning. Uh, Associate Director of Raytheon, yada yada. Yeah, okay. Oh, here, we finally get to the crash. (laughs) <laughs> Emergency personnel responded to the scene just after 9.30 p.m. following several 911 calls from witnesses who saw the crash. And several pictures, pictures, pictures. Um, apparently they're posting their entire Facebook history on this article. I don't get it. Officials said the crash happened about a half mile from the pier in the Gulf of Mexico in about 25 feet of water. The plane left an airport in St. Petersburg and flew to Venice Airport, leaving around 5 p.m. The couple then met with friends and had dinner at Sharky's on the Pier Restaurant. So they also... Sharky's? Okay, I'm not going to pretend that I know that they have good food or not. I just don't expect a place called Sharky's to be worth flying to go to. Uh, They left Venice Airport at approximately 9.35 and crashed into the Gulf soon after takeoff. Jeff and Rick's bodies were recovered Wednesday evening. The bodies of Patty and Beth were recovered Thursday. Yeah, uh, according to, I believe this is a TV station, airport director said the plane went not... uh, The plane did not undergo services at the airport or receive fuel while it was there. Hmm. Okay, so they're looking in to make sure nobody tampered with this plane. That's kind of fishy. 
Investigators have recovered video from the pier as well as footage from the cameras near the airport. Yeah, probably aren't going to see those. The National Transportation Safety Board is investigating what could have caused the plane to crash. Will we ever find out? Probably not. Yeah, it's going to be like pilot error, and then the family's going to be like, bullshit, he had 2,000 hours of flight experience. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. So <clears throat> that is uh, one of our stories, and uh, it it does go to... It makes me wonder if uh, if they're actually, if somehow Russia is hitting, I don't know, the, the heads of these companies that are um, funneling weapons over to Ukraine. I just, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Like Ukraine's tried to hit like actual generals in Russia. You know, if you wanted to stop the war on the U.S. side, wouldn't you go after the military-industrial complex? So, yeah, where, what is going on with this page? This is old stuff. What is happening? No thanks. Let's, okay, here we go. That's what I'm looking for. So... We also have, in the news, we've got the leaked Pentagon Papers. So they're trying to make an argument that this is actually Russian propaganda, but then the Pentagon is also trying to find the person who leaked the, the images to begin with because they're saying, hey, these are official documents, and then they're like, oh, uh, uh, but these numbers, that was doctor. That was, that was completely fake. Those, those aren't real. Um, no, they're real. They're, I, I believe, in my opinion, which I have nothing to back it up, so take with it what you will, I think the fake ones are the ones that they released with the numbers that they like. So, um, oh, here's the real ones. Th this is real. That's just Russian propaganda. Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah. Uh, we also have... A couple of different articles about that, actually. So let's get into that. From Discord to 4chan, Improbable Journey of the U.S. Defense Leak. So yeah, it's definitely coming out that this was a leak from the Pentagon. Um, it's, this is happening just before Ukraine is supposed to have a major offensive, but at the same time, Russia is supposed to have a major offensive. It's just not sounding good. And uh, in recent days, the U.S. Department of Ju uh, U.S. Justice Department and Pentagon have begun investigating the apparent online leak of sensitive documents, including some that were marked <clears throat> top secret. A portion of the documents, which have been widely covered by the news media, focused on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, while others detailed analysis of potential U.K. policies on the South China Sea and the activities of a Houthi figure in Yemen. Now, from my understanding, Saudi Arabia just said that the war in Yemen is over, uh, which also means they're not going to be buying anything from the U.S. to continue the war in Yemen. Interesting, considering that they also cut oil production, and they're, uh, they also openly stated that they have zero interest in satisfying the needs of uh, the United States. So, um, I think we're in deep doo-doo here. The existence of the documents were first reported by the New York Times after a number of Russian telegram channels shared five photographs 
uh, photograph files relating to the invasion of Ukraine on April 5th, at least one of which has since been found by Bella Kant to be crudely edited. Mm-hmm. These documents appeared to be dated to early March, around the time that they were first posted online on Discord, a messaging platform popular with gamers. However, Bellingcant has uh, seen evidence that some documents dated to January could have been posted online even earlier, although it is unclear exactly when. So they're trying to make the argument that some of this stuff is fake, and it was posted by Russia. But then, uh, where is the 4chan? Are they even going to mention 4chan? Because that is uh, Telegram and 4chan. On April 5th, the document started propagating through pro-Russian Telegram channels, with the first version found by Belikant being on the Telegram channel Donbass Davushka. Okay, this uh, post contained four images before another post with a further image, which uh, shared shortly after. Such a couple of hours, just, bleh, man, just a couple of hours earlier, a user on 4chan had posted the first of eight messages in a thread in the politically incorrect board, three of which had attached images of seemingly similar but mostly different documents. What the hell does that mean? Seemingly similar, but mostly different. Those are different documents. That's, that's what that is. These eight images, some of which can be seen below, were made by the same anonymous user as indicated by the same ID being used. Let's see here. And then they've got, oh no, they, they blurred out the documents, which is hilarious because they're all over the place anyways. In a further post, without an image, the same poster argued that another 4chan user about the veracity of the information uh, contained within their post, blah, blah, blah. So they're trying to backtrack to see where this all originated. Um, Eric Toller, you've, you've got way more time on your hands than uh, needed. And then media's... Ukraine war intel leak coverage suggests deep state control of press media's Ukraine war intel. Well, let's figure out what the hell that means. If the Pentagon Papers were released today, the New York Times would be working with the government to ensure they never saw the light of day. That is true. Oh yes, 100%. <clears throat> Journalism is dead. 51 years ago, Neil Shahan and Hendrick Smith received 7,000 pages of classified intelligence known as the Pentagon Papers, yada, yada, yada. Let's skip the history lesson. Uh, oh, man, they're going to try to make me subscribe, aren't you? Nope. Okay. Instead of reporting on the classified documents revelations, the New York Times focuses on how the documents were likely Russian disinformation. Uh, they seemingly have no interest whatsoever in asking tough questions when it comes to the prosecution of Biden's proxy war against Russia. Similarly, News Newsweek is suggesting that the classified documents might be a Putin ploy to undermine support for Ukraine. Ironically, U.S. News & World Report is reporting that Russia is calling the classified documents disinformation as well. Oops. Disinformation perpetrated by the Pentagon. 
Finally, foreign policy is reporting that the leaked documents will complicate Russia's spring counteroffensive by providing Russia with a tactical advantage. Nobody can figure out what the hell these things are. And they're all ignoring the fact that, yeah, this this was leaked by someone in the Pentagon. Literally, not a single U.S. media outlet is even slightly interested in whether or not the Biden administration has been lying to the American people about the war in Ukraine. Because they have. And they're also skipping the fact that, according to these papers, we're planning on putting boots on the ground in Ukraine sometime this summer. Yeah, uh, you, you won't be hearing that from the White Oh, you did hear that from the White House. Remember, Biden was licking his ice cream, and he's like, uh, it's really tough over there. You're going to find out for yourself. And that creepy whisper. Yeah, so what the hell is this? Can you seriously have a tweet that long? Is this really a tweet? Is that a tweet? Uh... What the heck is this crap? We desperately need a free press in America. Yes, uh, I wholeheartedly agree on that. So yeah, everybody's arguing about what these papers are. Well, it's definitely an intel leak and you're ignoring the fact that we're going to war this summer. Morons. NATO to heart... (laughs) Oh, and by the way, this kind of ties into this story. NATO to hold the largest ever air exercises in June. So, yeah, apparently we're going to be, I don't know, recreating the invasion of Normandy. (laughs) NATO is preparing to hold the largest ever air exercises this June, known as Exercise Air Defense. They couldn't come up with something better. Uh, That will involve 220 aircraft and 10,000 personnel from 24 nations. The drills will include a massive deployment of aircraft from the U.S. Air National Guard, which is tasked with defending the homeland, but according to Defense One, also maintains units for prompt mobilization during war. Leave it to uh, W. Bush to uh, ruin the National Guard. The exercises will mark the largest U.S. Air Force's deployment in Europe for NATO drills since the alliance was founded in 1949. The purpose of the drill is to simulate what the U.S. would have to do if the U if the war in Ukraine spread into NATO territory. Yeah, because they're not getting ready to do anything. <clears throat> I'm going to repeat that. The purpose of the drills is to simulate what the U.S. would have to do if the war in Ukraine spread into NATO territory. And aren't they still talking about trying to bring Ukraine into NATO? This is now putting the alliance together quickly with a credible force to make sure that if Russia ever lines up on the NATO border, that we're ready to go. Lieutenant General Michael Lowe, the head of the Air National Guard, we're going to defend every inch. Okay, dude. Uh, The drills will take place from June 12th to the 23rd and will stretch from Iceland to Romania, with most flights taking place... Over Germany and the North Sea, the massive show of force is a clear message to Russia. 
and comes as the U.S. and NATO are escalating support for their proxy war against Moscow in Ukraine. Finland, which formally joined NATO on Tuesday, will participate in the drills by admitting Finland. NATO has more than doubled its territory on the Russian border, a region which will now inevitably be further mit, uh, materialized, material, further materialized. Okay. Uh, Further military expansion? I don't know. What the? never seen that word before, I swear to God. So anyways, yeah, we're doing exercises and um, getting ready for something big. And there's two. Well, no, this one, um, this one fits in as well. U.S. deploys guided missile sub to Gulf region amid Iran tensions heightened Russian presence. And for the two viewers, uh, thank you for joining me. It, it feels very comforting to see that number on the screen. Uh, but let's get into why the hell we're sending a um, <clears throat> nuclear submarine over to the Middle East. Gee, I, I have no idea why. It's not like anything's blowing up in Israel lately. <clears throat> Amid ongoing fears that Iran forces could target foreign oil tankers and commercial ships in the Persian Gulf, the U.S. Navy has sent a guided missile submarine armed with Tomahawk missiles to waters near the Middle East, a Pentagon spokesman said Saturday. The nuclear-powered submarine, which is currently en route, is based out of Kings Bay, Georgia. The U.S. Navy acknowledged that it passed through the Suez Canal this week with 5th Fleet Spokesman uh, Commander Timothy Hawkins describing that it is capable of carrying up to 154 Tomahawk land attack cruise missiles and is deployed to the U.S. 5th Fleet to help ensure regional marine time security and stability. You don't hear about those Somali pirates anymore. It remains rare that the U.S. Navy would publicly disclose the location or deployment of submarines, whether they are globally. Likely, the submarine could could patrol the vital Strait of Hamas, or Hormuz, Hormuz, not Hamas. Hamas doesn't have not yet. I mean, if things go bad, I guess they could rename it like <laughs> the Strait of Hamas, <laughs> Hormuz. Uh, waterway frequented by international oil tankers, which also has a heavy IRGC Navy presence, <clears throat> given some of that compromises Iranian territorial waters near the coast. Associated Press notes that the U.S. Navy has also reported a series of tense encounters at sea with Iranian forces that it said were being recklessly aggressive. So, yeah, uh, things are heating up over there as well, considering that Iran and Saudi Arabia now have that nice little peace deal, and everybody seems to hate Israel. So, let's see here. And I think there's two more stories that I do want to cover. IRS chief reveals hiring plan for armed agents. Because that's what we need. We need... Armed IRS. I thought they just carried calculators and pointed the finger waving at you saying you lied on your documentation. 
Yeah, no. Um, this is through the Epoch Times, so of course I'm probably not going to have anywhere near the entire article, which I wouldn't read the entire thing. Anyways, IRS Commissioner Daniel Wer Werfel on Thursday provided details about plans to hire armed agents in the agency's Criminal Investigations Division amid Republican concerns about a proliferation of gun-toting tax enforcers. Because that sounds fun. Werfel said in a call with reporters that the sheriff's staff working with the IRS Criminal Investigation Unit would not climb above the current level of around 2.6% of the IRS's overall workforce. Why do I feel like that is a lie? <clears throat> there is no plans to increase the hiring rate of the of that unit. Uh, they will stay at its current rate. Uh, what about this 87,000 new IRS agents? Are they just not doing that now? The uh, unit examines potential criminal activity related to tax crimes and makes recommendations for prosecution on the tax division of the Department of Justice. Agents at the Criminal Investigation Division are authorized to carry guns and use lethal force. Uh, even the mob knows if you kill them, you don't get your money. It doesn't make any sense to me. Dubbed gun toters, the armed special agents in the unit are responsible for enforcing those parts of the tax code in which violations amount to crimes, according to former IRS Special Agent Robert Nordlander. According to that uh, unit's report, there were roughly 2,077 special agents in the Criminal Investigations Unit as of the 2022 budget year, which represents 2.6% of the IRS's entire workforce. They have all these people working there, and yet they can't tell you what you owe in taxes. Kind of weird. It doesn't go against the, the, I believe it's the Fifth Amendment about self-incrimination. Like you have to self-incriminate in order to pay your taxes. And then they'll tell you if you told them enough crimes that they know about. It's kind of weird. <clears throat> the plan indicates how the IRS plans to use the $80 billion in new funding provided by the Democrats Inflation Reduction Act. The new cash infusion would be used to hire thousands of new employees, improve tax enforcement, and customer service. Customer service. I don't think they're known for that. And audit wealthy taxpayers and corporations. Define wealthy. Because that would be interesting. And let's see here. The plan indicates the agency intends to hire nearly 30,000 new full-time employees during the 2023 and 2024 fiscal years, including 8,700 hires in enforcement and 13,000 in taxpayer service. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, um... I feel like they're just completely ignoring the... Oh, oh, here we go. Of course, it's the last paragraph, and um, you'd have to actually have... Uh, you would actually have to have the Epoch Times in order to read the full thing. But let's see what it says. <clears throat> the idea that an army of 87,000 new tax enforcement agents surged into the spotlight and became an internet meme after Republicans warned that the $80 billion 
and new IRS funding under the Inflation Reduction Act would squeeze ordinary Americans for every last penny. Well, prove them wrong, okay? And um, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you're spending $80 billion. You're spending $80 billion to get a return of more than $80 billion. Like, you already have people filing their own taxes and sending you a check or or whatnot, and you're spending another $80 billion in hopes that you're going to retrieve more than that by, what, the exact same process, nitpicking on tax returns? I mean, they already went after Matt Taibbi, right? So he's testifying before Congress. He's testifying. And an IRS agent shows up at his house and says, hey, um, you didn't pay taxes for last year yet. Oh, and by the way, the 2018 return that we already said was was cool in our book and uh, was accepted, yeah, uh, you're going to have to fix that one as well. Nothing like threatening people and shaking them down for money. Again, uh, why they're allowed to use lethal force doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, as, as the mob would say, can't get blood from a dead guy. Or money. You can't get money. You can get blood. Can't get money from a dead guy. Yeah. Uh, and I want to close up with this last article. I thought this one was pretty good. Uh, I did glance it over, but it's kind of lengthy. But let's see what it has to say and what it's talking about. Because I did like where it was heading. Don't let them memory hold this. <clears throat> this has to do with... Uh, Oh, several things that's happening lately uh, in our society when it comes to recent events that they don't want you to remember. On a video podcast the other day, I made a reference to the lockdown orders of March 2020. The host turned off the recording. He said it was fine to talk about this subject, but from now on, please refer to the events of March 2020 with no specifics otherwise it would be taken down by youtube and facebook well shit i'm reading an article here (laughs) so yeah uh that would have been fun to know uh, he needs those platforms for reach and reach is necessary for his business model i complied but i was spooked as I'm kind of feeling right now, because I already have me a strikey. So, oh well, we are really, <clears throat> we are really now in the position to taking uh, that talking about what happened to us is verboten on mainstream venues. Yep, sadly, that seems to be where we're headed uh, in big and small ways, and throughout the culture of the entire world, we are bit by bit being trained to forget and hence not learn and thus repeat the whole thing. <clears throat> we have an election coming up. Don't think that this won't happen again. Why did the CDC just release a thing about the Marburg virus the other day? Uh, this makes no sense since nearly every public issue in play today faces 
traces to those fateful days and the fallout thereof, including censorship and entrenchment of industrial government oligarchs and corruption of media and tech, the educational upheaval, the abuse of courts and law, and the developing financial and banking crisis. Yeah, that all boils back to 2020. And yet, hardly anyone wants to speak about the topic, frankly. It is too upsetting. No, no, we're not upset enough because we haven't made it clear to these people that this is unacceptable and we'll never effing do this again. This is too much. There's too much at stake. We cannot risk being canceled. The single greatest fear of every inspirational profession in today's world. Plus, too many people... Too many powerful people were in on it and don't want to admit it. It would appear that the whole subject of being memory hold, uh, the whole subject is being memory hold in ways in, of which they all approve. For nearly two years or longer, respectable intellectuals knew not to dissent from the prevailing norms and challenge the whole machinery. This was true of Washington think tanks, which went on their merry way from March 2020, either celebrating the public health response or just maintaining remaining quiet. The same was true to the leadership of major political parties and third parties. Most religious leaders stayed quiet, too, or they were thrown in jail. Let's come on. Let's let's put the details in here. <clears throat> Even as their doors were padlocked for as long as two holiday seasons, civic organizations played along. If you thought that the job of the ACLU was to defend civil liberties, you were wrong. They one day decided that lockdowns and mandatory mask and forced shots were essential to their mission. The ACLU. Well, uh... Should we make a tombstone for them, too? Because I feel like there's a lot of organizations after 2020 that should probably go to the wayside. Uh, so many were comprised over three years. Uh, these same people now just want the whole subject to go away. We find ourselves on an, uh, in an odd position, having experienced the biggest trauma in our lives and in many generations, and yet there is precious little open talk about it. I wonder why. Uh, could it be anything to do with this other thing they were saying the entire time? Like, <clears throat> new normal? Brownstone was established to... Uh, wait, what? Where am I at? Yeah, Brownstone was established to fill this void, but we've become a target as the result. The research... The search engines have been gamed for the better part of three years to keep the science channeled in only one direction. Weird. I thought science was like a ever-evolving, we're learning new stuff all the time type thing, but no. If web platforms stepped out of line, it is easy enough to search, easy enough for search engines and social media companies to tag them as problematic and thus throttle their, their reach. But for substackers, and they have been targeted now too, it would be hard to find out anything other than what the oligarchs want you to believe. And it goes on and on. How in the world are we just supposed to pretend that this did not happen? Yeah, exactly. It's This is the ultimate um, 
I don't think they use that term in here, but uh, isn't this what that gaslighting thing is? I remember gaslight. Everything was grain. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I believe what they're referring to is just a massive propaganda campaign of gaslighting the the public in order to just forget that that stuff ever happened. What are you talking No, 2020 was great. It was amazing. You had... An extended vacation. Come on now. You don't remember all those checks? All the checks the government sent you? All, what? I think I got like two, two checks to try to pay my bills while they were saying I couldn't go to work. That whole thing. So yeah, uh, a very interesting article. You can find the rest of that at uh, a website uh, that's... <laughs> the YouTube policies. How do I say this? Just go to the com because I don't give a shit about YouTube and they can suck my nuts. So yeah, um, that is about it for me today. I believe that's the last one I wanted to cover. Um, I mean, there's questions about, you know, where's the trans shooters manifesto? There's uh, anatomy of a school shooting or I believe this one, is this talking about Columbine? Or is it talking about the other one? Mm, yes, this is about Columbine. So, yeah, an interesting article about um, the the lies of Columbine. So, you can check that out as well. Uh, I don't have any new Substack post as of uh, lately, but I'm planning on working on some of that. And uh, spring is here, so I've been out working in the garden and whatnot, and uh, that's probably what I'm going to be doing after I cut this feed. So, anyways, that is the latest news on what is happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, I find it interesting that over the weekend, I think I already covered it on Friday or Saturday, uh, all the Chinese warplanes and ships that are surrounding Taiwan, they're basically... Uh, sieging the island to make sure no supplies can go in or out but it's only a 12-day exercise it's cool it's kind of like that exercise that nato's doing in june it's just an exercise nothing to see here we're just preparing for what is inevitably going to happen so anyways uh that's about it for me today good to see you timber drifter hope everyone is doing well keep on typing